Welcome to Ozarks Hates and Hooch. This ain't no fancy, academic, check your references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks, sipping and spewing about Hanks, Hooch, and history. Hi, everybody. This is Dina, and you are listening to Ozarks Hanks and Hooch. Wee! Woo! Dawn's going to be bringing us the big story tonight. I'm going to be bringing you a pretty darn good drink. Yes. Uh, it is pretty, pretty yummy tonight. It's mm-hmm. pretty sweet, too. I'm kind of surprised that Dawn likes it. Anyway, um, just want to remind you about our social media. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have a website that is ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com. If you want to talk to us or ask us questions or even tell us stories, those are great ways to do that. Also want to give you a little tech disclaimer. We have kids. We have cats. We have dogs. It's too cold to mow. Well, actually, it was 60 today, so he might be out there with a leaf blower. But I don't think so. I think we're okay. We've got uh, two different Wi-Fis. We're in two different states. So just please take all of that into consideration. We're not perfect. We don't claim to be, but we try. We do. When you go to listen to us on the 1st and the 15th of the month, on any of those um, sites, please subscribe and give us the stars um, all of them, all the stars you can give us, please. Yeah. Um, also, we have a Patreon, and that's Yay. something new this year. Um, our friend Gina, who signed up last year, has actually upped her uh, membership. So she is what uh, Hoochie level two. I'm not sure what that's called. <laughs> oh, it's a hate. She's a, a hate. She is now a hate. A Thank you, and Gina. A Thank yes, you. Yes, that's awesome. We yeah. appreciate you. We do for sure. So I guess I'm going to tell you about our drink. Yay. Um, yeah. Let, let me, let me get into my little piece of, oh, nope. It's not in there. Mm, okay. Here it is. So I could probably tell on myself and tell you that I forgot that we were doing this because my life is crazy. My youngest is in a, uh, is in a show right now for the little mermaid. Um, at uh, Branson Regional Arts Council. I'm giving them a plug, aren't I? It's okay, he's in it. Um, They're doing the the Little Mermaid at the Owens Theater, which is like the oldest theater in Branson. And he does uh, a lot of shows with them. He's doing 17 shows. Wow. And he's in the ensemble. So it's not even like there's a swing cast or anything. There's an A and B cast, but not for the ensemble. So he, he is going to be in 17 shows. And I have seen that show um, three times now, <laughs> which it's a great show, but wow, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a good thing. We love him. That's all I have to say. Um, so my brain has not been where it is. So I came up with this drink this afternoon when Dawn said, Hey, what's our drink? And I might've said an, um, a bad word, an, but an F word. I found it and it's good. It so, is good. um, it was called, good. I should say, I know I don't have very much of mine left either. It's called the liquefied ghost. And, um, Dawn will let you know how that, uh, goes with her story here in just a little bit. So what you do is you take an ounce of vodka, an ounce of vanilla simple syrup, 
an ounce of heavy cream and an ounce of Sprite or lemon lime soda. You put it in a shaker with filled with ice and then strain it into a martini glass. It tastes like now. Okay, I'll give you my keto version, of course, because I'm still doing that. Um, I did everything. The vanilla simple syrup actually is just vanilla syrup, like the coffee syrup that you use. That's what I use, the sugar-free vanilla syrup. I used heavy cream, and then that sparkling ice has lemon lime flavored sparkling ice. Um, and I use that, and it tastes like um snow ice cream with vodka it's pretty good so i because you know i made my vanilla syrup so i made i found a recipe and um it's just sugar syrup you know it's like a one-to-one one one half cup sugar to half cup water or whatever a one-to-one and then a teaspoon of vanilla from mexico dina and um and then I didn't have any Sprite because Dina came up with this drink this afternoon. So I just took, I had limes. So I just took some lime juice and a little regular sugar syrup and uh, club soda and kind of made my own sort of fake. Anyway, mine almost tastes like, I, don't, it, I said key lime pie, but that's not it because it's not that tart. But I mean... I don't like sweet stuff very much. And this is a maze balls. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really pretty good. Um, Maybe that's the way I should always come up with my drinks is just off the cuff. Actually, these next few months, that's maybe how we both come up with our drinks. So we're going to be, we're both going to be pretty busy these next yeah. couple of months, but we are still going to do this because it's we're, important doing it. That's and right. Enjoy it. Yes. Her kids right. have a bunch of shows coming up and I, have a bunch of shows coming up personally. So yeah, we're going to be doing lots of traveling and things, rehearsing and all that stuff. But we're going to, we're going to try our best to do things on time. And thank goodness for Riley, Deidre's daughter, who's helping us with social media because we're yeah, really- Yeah, those posts would not have gone up this yeah. last month. Yes. I mean, not on time anyway. <laughs> right. Thank you, Riley. Yes, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's, I think that's it. I think that's all our housekeeping that we have to do. So Dawn, if you want to go ahead and start us on our big story, we're all listening intently. Okay. This is kind of a cool one. So um, I got to give a shout out to Will Perry, who suggested back on, uh, oh, in September of 21 on Facebook, um, he had heard our spook light story, which was the very first episode we ever did. And he's, Mm -hmm. and you know, so if y'all have not listened to episode one, go listen to it. But um, the Joplin spook light, you see it from Joplin, Missouri, but the spook light itself is actually just outside of Quapaw, Oklahoma, supposedly. So anyway, he said, well, you know, you should look up the Hoffman Mansion because it's really scary and my relatives know about it and all this stuff. So I did. And because we're both of Dina and I right now are kind of doing things on the fly, I did not get a chance to talk to his cousin who really knows a lot about it. So I am hoping at some point I'll get to interview her and then follow up because evidently she's got some really great stories. Yeah. So 
anyway, most of this information comes from really kind of one person who has this blog called Finding Folk Tales. It's a WordPress blog. I mean, I've got some other, she's got a couple of entries. Um, there's a geocaching person who has an entry because there used to be a geocache there, but it's not anymore. Um, there is a website called Four State Explorers, uh, which is a paranormal investigative group. Um, what else? Oh, anyway, uh, so all of that will be um, on the uh, website. Like I'll, I'll put all the links on the website. So um, in Quapaw, Oklahoma, there are lots of paranormal sites. Um, if you remember back, Devil's Promenade, which is a bridge over the Spring River, which we talked about. I think that was a little story in um, season one, episode one, is like four miles from Spooklight Road. And then the Hoffman Mansion is three miles away from Spooklight Road. And less than a mile from a place called the Little People Bridge. And I'll talk about that in a minute. There is a Hoffman Mansion in Pennsylvania. So if you guys go look that up, don't confuse them because it's haunted too, but it's not the Hoffman Mansion we're talking about. Mm. Um, so Will, um, so I get on, uh, Will sent me a, a website. Um, actually, he, he must be a pretty savvy researcher because... I, I couldn't find where the place was because it's not like the spook light and devil's promenade. If you type those into Google, it brings them up, mm -hmm. but not this. And so he found a website, uh, okgenweb.net. And then you go look at the cemetery and there's a cemetery near this mansion, which I'll talk about in a minute. And it had it on it. So then I followed the directions, which you really got to drive it because here they are. Okay. <laughs> Highway 69 at Quapaw, take East 50 Road, 2.6 miles to the Y, south on 630 Road, three miles, turn left at Chicken Houses, south oh. 652 Road, 0.09 miles on the left. That is so totally turned by that red barn that used to be there. <laughs> Yeah. So then I'm like, wonder how old this is. So, but I found a bunch of chicken houses. And so, I, you know, cause I like did the Google street view or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then I found the latitude and longitude and I sent that to him and I go, is this where it is? And he said, no. And he sent me new numbers and I can't get them to come up on Google. Oh. So, you know, by the time um, this uh, is aired, maybe I will have the correct coordinates. Um, yeah. But anyway, I think it's one of those. Um, so I wanted to say to you, Dina, when I come <laughs> down home next, I really do think we need to go see the spirit. I think we need to go do this. Okay. So I think you're going to have to just be in your car and drive till you see 620 or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I originally started out to talk about the Hoffman Mansion, but the Little People Bridge is related enough to it that I'm going to talk about that too. Okay. And um, don't get this confused, everybody, with the Cherokee Little People, which was episode 13, season two, because it's different little people. <laughs> well. um, 
even though it is in Cherokee and Quapaw country. So it's actually supposedly the Hoffman Mansion is on tribal land. Oh, and that's the other thing. And I swear I'll get to the story in, in a minute. Evidently, Quapaw is closed on Mondays because I called everywhere. I called the tribal headquarters. I called a random canoe outfitter that I thought was near the place because I thought, well, somebody will know about this. Nobody answered their phone in Quapaw, Oklahoma. So I feel like someone, if you know anyone in Quapaw, you just might make sure that like big everything's okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. Everywhere the I little called, people didn't get to them. <laughs> yeah. And, and carted them off or whatever. So anyway, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get a hold of anybody. So, um, okay. Let's see. Uh, so, um, uh, do I need, okay. The little people that I'm going to talk about the bridge tonight, um, is, are actually children, not Fay or Cherokee little people like I talked about before. Mm. Um, and so the bridge, and I'll come back around to this, but they believe that their spirits haunt the bridge and they can't find peace. But how the children died is um, debated. Some say the children died on the way to or from school because their bus crashed and they mm -hmm. all died. Um, but there's another story that relates to the mansion that's much more sinister. And so before I can talk about that, I'm gonna to have to talk about the mansion first. Okay. So, and let me just say, Joplin Globe, you jerks, you without paying for it, you can't even look at the newspaper. Joplin, you that. think you're all that. Um, so then I called, it was like, I tried to be a good researcher today. I called our library and uh, their Joplin Globe newspaper in South Carolina only goes back to 2007. So, yeah. all right. The compound, the Hoffman Mansion compound was built in the 1880s and bought by the Hoffman family at the turn of the century. Although I could not find why it was built who it was built by, what it was used for that early. Um, in the 20s, the Hoffman family ran a camp for boys there. Um, so there's lots of stories that start off with the main haunting. So the first story says, one night, one of the Hoffman family tortured and murdered five boys who were staying there and then hanged himself. And they're all buried in the family cemetery, which is on the ground. Okay, so that's the that's why it's haunted. Another story says around, and this seems to be the popular one, around the 1920s, the Hoffman Mansion had a caretaker that lived in a little house on the property. And during the summer, the Hoffman family ran this camp. And so Evidently, according to this story, one night the caretaker um, tortured and murdered children at the camp in a heavily wooded area so no one could hear their screams. And then the caretaker hung himself from a tree and the tree is in the cemetery, which is right outside the Hoffman mansion. Then another story says, that around the 1920s, a man named Hoffman took several boys into his home and went into a rage, killing all of the boys and then himself. 
And it's said that these boys are children buried in the cemetery there along with Hoffman. And then another tale says Mr. Hoffman was a murderer who killed his servant and their children, not the boys camp children. Um, so, uh, uh, and I'll tell you why the whole children thing's interesting in a minute, but the mansion has a bunch of really scary paranormal stories that um, surround it. Okay. Okay. So, the, so I'm going to try and do some history and then I'll get to those. The Hoffman family lived in the mansion until 1960 when it was bought by a family from California. Later, that family moved out of the mansion due to strange occurrences in the house. They witnessed their beds moving and objects being thrown by invisible entities. So they did live there for several years, but I guess the story is they abruptly packed up and moved never to return. Kind of like Amityville Horror, huh? I get, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, although it's not a new house built, but it, but but we'll get to the Indian um, grounds here in a minute. Okay. The main house and several other structures were, now this, this uh, account says the main house and several other structures were condemned and demolished in 1998 after over 30 years of abandonment and neglect. But then I found another source that says the Hoffman Mansion mysteriously burned down between the years of 98 and 2000, and all that remains is the caretaker's house and the cemetery. And you can see the photo of the ruins on the website, and we think <laughs> our mom, that's what she's going to draw. So mm -hmm. obviously we record this, you know, a week or so before. So anyway, that's the plan. So the cool, um, not cool thing, the horrifying thing is the cemetery has a large number of children's graves and um, no information is found on their deaths or on the gravestones. And there are pictures of this grave in a, um, of these graves. And instead of names, there are handprints. There are children's handprints. You have a picture of that somewhere? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'll put that on the website. Yes. So that's freaking creepy like yeah one is one handprint and then there's this one group where there's like a like 20 handprints all on top of each other Eesh. and some of the graves just say grave and you know that they're little because you can tell you know if you've been to a cemetery you can tell how big the graves are right um mm -hmm. so nevertheless um there appears to be something present there, according to stories. Um, it's been reported that visitors, passersby, and even paranormal investigators have reported voices, lights, and sound of children playing. There have been several reports of people hearing someone running through the woods, strange voices, and the sounds of footsteps where the mansion used to be. And before the mansion burned or fell down, and people used to, you know, go there as you would if you had a haunted house in your town. Um, they would hear footsteps in the mansion. There's also been several stories of an apparition of a little girl swinging on a swing tied to a tree in the cemetery. Weird. Um, unexplained fires around the property have also been reported. 
And so these paranormal investigators say there's an enormous amount of paranormal energy. Um, one interesting note that somebody posted on a blog said that there's absolutely no graffiti anywhere on the premises, even though you can just walk in um, because taggers don't want to go there. Creepy. It's haunted. Mm -hmm. I am so hung up on the, how'd they get the handprints on the... I, I don't know, but you oh, I don't like it. I know. So the most recent mystery, and again, thank you, Joplin Globe, for not being available to the wide world. Um, uh, a Quapaw County news report in the Joplin Globe dated December 10th, 2001, said that federal and state authorities were working to identify a body they found while putting out a fire in a vacant field east of Quapaw, which east of Quapaw is where the Hoffman Mansion is and Devil's Promenade and the Spook Light, just so you know. Um, Mike Eason, an Ottawa County deputy, deputy in Ottawa County is where Quapaw is, said he was on American Indian land known to the residents as Hoffman Mansion at about 1 p.m. Saturday when he saw a light colored van burning in a field. Because the property was on Indian land, Eason said he called the Quapaw Fire Department and the Federal Bureau of Indian Affairs Police. After the fire was extinguished, an unidentified charred body later they found that had a gunshot wound was discovered inside the van. At the time of this newspaper story, um, Eason declined to comment on whether the victim had gunshot or stab wounds. And he said, what we do know is the victim was an adult. Eason also stated there were illegal license plates on the van, though there were no reports of a missing or stolen van in the area. And so the rumor had always been that it was a drug deal gone wrong. But as far as I know, they never proved anything. And how would I know? Because I can't get into the Joplin Globe. Joplin um, Globe. Joplin Globe. Think you're all <laughs> New York Times and all that. So anyway, that's kind of creepy too, just that yeah. that was near there. And yeah. Okay. So this is some testimony about the um, Hoffman Mansion that came off of, um, uh, I think the WordPress site is called Julie Joplin. I think that's where this came from. So she says, after we passed a certain point on the property, it was like an electromagnetic field or something. We were creeped out, but we kept going. We saw an entrance to the basement of the mansion. We didn't go down the stairs, but I had a really heavy negative feeling about the stairs. Then we saw the graveyard, walked around and looked at the graves and the energy was really dark and eerie. When we headed back to the car, all of our phones and flashlights came back on at the same time. <laughs> Ooh. I know, which I guess meant that I've away fast. <laughs> yeah. fast. My friend also remembers seeing the caretaker's house. And the first time she looked, the window was vertical. But when she looked back, it was horizontal. Now this, she says, y'all, I don't know why, but windows changing direction for no good reason is about the spookiest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Will Perry, who's been so helpful, said to me in a Facebook uh, or a message, I think, my uncle, Jesse McKibben, told the story of when he was a young boy while sleeping on the porch, he heard drumming. So Will is part 
Quapaw, I believe. I hope I've got that right. So he got up and a fog came over the graveyard. And then he says, yes, a graveyard in their front yard. And the drumming got louder and louder and he saw Indians dancing in the graveyard. Then it all just vanished. Who knows? Could have been a dream. Indians can tell some tall tales. Supposedly there's little people living in the woods as well. And he's talking about Cherokee little people like, like we talked about, like Faye or, yeah. Yeah. All right. Then I found some information on a geocaching website because I do that. I'm a nerd and it's way fun. So it is fun. Done it yeah. with you. Yeah. You've done it with me. Um, so this geocacher has a blog and um, he, he and his wife evidently geocache in creepy places. That's kind of their bag. So he said, the compound is posted and fenced. We, however, ventured into the grounds via an open gate. I walked around for about a half an hour. It must have been quite a place. There were two large concrete aprons with shredded tennis nets and a rusty basketball hoops along with several large foundations, one of which looked like a swimming pool. Normally, I can poke around a place like this for a long time, but after 30 minutes, I'd had enough. Completely quiet and deathly still, it was really creepy. I kept turning around to see if anyone was there. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to move to the Little People Bridge, which evidently, see, I thought I had this whole thing figured out. You know, when I thought I knew where it was by the chicken houses and it looked like a cemetery just down the road, looked like the picture that's going to be on the website of this. This is a teeny tiny little bridge that goes over a ditch, maybe a creek, but it looked like a ditch to me. Mm -hmm. And it's got, um, you know, uh, uh, metal railings. But I mean, literally, it's probably not much longer than a car. I mean, like maybe a car and a half or two cars long. It's tiny. Okay. So many people believe the spirits from the Hoffman Mansion are the same spirits that haunt the Little People Bridge. When someone goes to the Little People Bridge, a sacrifice is needed. You need something kids love, like candy. When you arrive at the bridge, place the candy on it. It would be best to place it on the side where it will not be crushed, which there was a picture of a piece of candy on one of those metal railings. That's why. Um, if you're really brave, you can place it on your car's trunk or tailgate and wait for the tapping. Remember, the wrapper should hold actual candy. There's a story about one couple who decided to leave an empty gum wrapper as a joke. They ended up with a flat tire and when they tried to replace it, their spare was flat as well. <laughs> and she says, these kids need their sugar fix. And if you tease them, they will not appreciate it. <laughs> so um, when you place the candy, get back in your car if you were brave enough to exit in the first place. Then you can drive away or stay. If you leave, when you come back, it is supposed to be gone, which like who's to say a raccoon doesn't need it, but whatever. Mm -hmm. One girl left a stick of gum at the bridge. It disappeared when she came back. If you stay, you are said to hear tapping or feel your car being pushed forward. If you powdered your car with flour, 
handprints should appear on the trunk. My brother was brave enough to try this, but they put the candy on top of their car and waited. They felt their car being rocked back and forth by an unknown force. They promptly sped down the road away from the bridge with handprints on their vehicle. Hmm. Pictures? No. No. I went to the bridge twice during the day, uh, twice, once during the day and once at night. During the day, I took pictures and nothing strange happened. However, at night, there were a few things to note. While driving down the road, I came close to the cemetery by the Hoffman Mansion. And for an instant, I saw a white mist pass the road. It looked identical to the side view of a man walking across the road and toward the cemetery. I could clearly see the outline of his forehead, nose, chin, and upper torso. His back and legs were foggy. This could have been the headlights playing tricks on me, but I've been out driving at night and I've never seen anything like this. When I found myself at the bridge, I took three pictures and she posts them, but I can't see anything. So this is what she says. The first picture does not show anything but darkness and greenery. I mean, it looks like a black square to me. Um, however, the other two have many orbs sparkling around the image. I'm not an expert on orbs. All I know is they're associated with spirits. These orbs could be absolutely nothing or just bugs, but it is strange how the first one has nothing while the other two do. I didn't see it. When I exited the bridge, I wanted to take another picture of the cemetery. However, now this is kind of weird. No matter how many times I pushed the button, my camera would not take the picture. When it did flash, no picture was taken. I had to turn my camera off and then on again, and it took one picture. Sadly, the picture has nothing of interest in it. Um, my camera could have been malfunctioning, but it is odd that it worked perfectly before and after. So, man, I felt like I sped through that, but it's uh, that is the Hoffman Mansion and the Little People Bridge. So it's interesting because there's just really not a lot of information on it. Yeah, um, I think you could probably certainly go look at tax records and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I couldn't. I mean, I really couldn't find like much substance. It's really more ghost stories, but but it's cool. But the pictures of the graves are really cool. Yeah, they're um, pretty creepy. And ghost stories are my favorite. That's yeah. what I want to tell every time. Yeah. So anyway, I think we really need to go there. Okay. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go too. I don't know if I'll go at night, but I, I'm a big chicken for doing this. Well, I um what's the point of not you have to go at night that's the only time anything's gonna happen what if my heart explodes you have to drive <laughs> we'll take keith and he's a, we'll take keith he's an emt he'll <laughs> fix you that's right that's right we can uh, um so anyway that's really interesting and i also think it's interesting that there's so much weirdness in that one little corner of oklahoma which oh, yeah nothing there yeah. Well, that's why. That's why there's nothing there. Okay. Well, I want to go float the river. That's what I want. Oh, so you can drown? That no, I don't. I didn't read any drowning stories. And, and but if if the stupid canoe place is open because they weren't answering their phone today. So. Well, it is February. I mean, did they canoe? I know, but the, well, I've canoed in the snow. I mean, kayaked and it's beautiful. So anyway, that, that, um, 
If you guys have not uh, ever been to Northeast Oklahoma, it is as beautiful as Missouri and Arkansas. The rivers mm. are gorgeous. The trees are gorgeous. The hills are gorgeous. I mean, it's really pretty around there. So, yeah. And it's, and I looked, because I, you know, as I was trying to look to find out where this thing was, if it's on tribal land, I looked to try to find a map of where tribal land boundaries were. And I, I think the maps I found must have been old. Because um, Quapaw land is teeny tiny up in the very, very corner. Mm-hmm. But the town of Quapaw is in Cherokee land. And anyway, I don't know. I, you know, that's why really, if you're going to go do something, you really have to go there. You can't just always look on the internet. Yeah. Boys and girls, because a lot of times you can't find anything. So anyway, that's the story of the Hoffman Mansion and the Little People Bridge. It was a good one. It had just the right amount of spook in it. Spooky spook. Well, like I said, I hope that I will be able to talk to Will's cousin because um, I think she'll have some other good stories too. I just didn't get on it early enough to talk to her before it happened. <laughs> so understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to me. Um, not to me. It wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> I just all I told you was about the drink. I know. I appreciate you listening to me about that too. You'll appreciate me for that also. I appreciate you listening to Dawn and her big story. We appreciate you supporting us. We appreciate all the stars you could ever give us. Don't forget that we come out on the first and the fifteenth of the month. We've got Facebook, Instagram, and our website is um, ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com. Say goodbye, Dawn. I will, but uh, show us some love on Patreon. We really are trying to get that kind of going. And thank you again, Gina. You're awesome. Yay, Gina. Bye, everybody. Bye. And remember... If you liked it, tell all your friends. But if you didn't, keep your big mouth shut. shut.